Good morning, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Glad you're here. I'm in uh, the book of Luke. <clears throat> Matthew, Mark, Luke. Uh, the book of Luke, chapter 15. Luke, chapter 15. And beginning with verse 8. Luke 15, verse 8. I'm sure it's a parable you're familiar with. Um, Luke, chapter 15 is, is, is a book with three chapters in it. And all three chapters are about something that was lost and was found. And so it's, uh, it's a really good chapter. And the essence of, of the three chapters within this the book of chapter 15 is, is that there's rejoicing when something has been lost and has been found. And so it's, uh, that's, that's the story here. But I want to take a slightly different twist on it uh, for the message this morning. So let's read it. It says, suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God with one sinner who repents. <clears throat> now, like I said, the, the essence of all three of these uh, stories in Luke is that God rejoices when, when people are found, when that which is lost that he loves and he finds it, he, he rejoices over that. And people are gathered together to rejoice over it too. The angels rejoice and people rejoice. It's a good thing when a sinner repents from his ways and comes back. And so that's a good thing. But this morning I want to focus on the fact that she lost the coin. Now, it's kind of odd for us to read this and think about sweeping a house and finding a coin. But back in the day, they didn't have wooden floors or, or concrete floors. They had dirt floors. And so you can imagine a dirt floor with, with no electricity, right? No electricity. Maybe they had a small, tiny window in their house, uh, but very tiny. And so there's not a lot of light that would come in there. And the ten coins, you know, if we had ten coins today, we would think, well, you know, it's not a lot. But for her, that coin... Each coin might represent a month's worth of salary for us today. It was very valuable for her. So that's all she had to live off of. Apparently, she was single, perhaps a widow. We don't know, but that was what she was going to live off of. She had 10 coins. Maybe she worked and sold things and eventually was able to get another coin so that she could <clears throat> kind of sit back in her, her savings account so that she could go buy food, something to eat or clothes if she needed them. So it was very valuable, those 10 coins were extremely valuable to her. <clears throat> and she lost one of them. And it got lost in the dirt. Somehow, she was careless with something that was priceless. She was careless with something that was priceless. For her, it was priceless because she lost that. That's a month's worth of food that she would lose out on. And she'd have to become a beggar, perhaps, at some point because she didn't have any coins left. And so the message this morning is don't be careless with that which is priceless. Don't be careless with that which is priceless. So I was thinking about some sort of illustration this morning <clears throat> of things that are priceless to me that I've lost and found. <clears throat> and so the first one I show and tell I brought, this is my senior class ring from high school. I got it 12 years ago. <laughs> now that wasn't right to laugh like that. That was too loud. <clears throat> 
No, it's got, it's got 1974 on the side of it. So that, that was before some of you were born, obviously. But that's my class ring. <clears throat> now, when I got my class ring, I didn't know much about gold or silver or, or anything. And this is a 10 karat, this is 10 karat gold. And so uh, when I first got it, of course, I wore it everywhere. And um, my fingers were a little bit fatter back in the day, so it fit better. Now it just slides right off. And I was hanging out with the guys one day, <clears throat> and we were running around chasing, and I lost it. I mean, just lost it. Got home and couldn't find anywhere. What did I do with my ring? And so I began thinking all the places we'd gone in the woods and the backyards and all that and started looking for it again. And sure enough, I'd climbed over a fence. And when I climbed over the fence and landed, it had come off. It was down some ivy. And I happened to sift through there, and I found it. Now, I think I paid, in 1974, I think I paid like $45 for this ring. Right? And so I, I took it to my jeweler friend this week, and I said, what would this sell for in the market, you know, just for the gold if I would have sold it? Almost $1,000 because of how much it weighs, $1,000. And I'm like, Wow. He said, you want to sell it? He's ready to buy some gold. And, no, no, I'm going to keep it for another day anyway so I can tell the story. Uh, but that's my class ring. So the other ring that I've lost is the one I have on my hand now. Uh, this is my wedding band. I got it uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, <clears throat> uh, this wedding band is 14-karat uh, gold. Right? And on the inside, it's got uh, our wedding date. 625.77, and it's got the word Emmanuel written in there because uh, Debbie and I both had our engagement rings inscribed the same way, Emmanuel, God with us. And so we knew that God was in our marriage and would be with, be with us always in our marriage. And so that's why we inscribed the name Emmanuel on it. So I also took this to my jeweler, and I said, well, what's this worth? I'm thinking it's a whole lot more valuable price-wise than that, right? $220. $220 compared to $1,000 for a class ring just because there's more gold in the class ring. But this one's priceless. That one's not. The wedding band is priceless. Now, I lost it one day and my closet had a little shelf where I empty my pockets out. You know how you, you, you change and you pocket knife or whatever. And somehow when I was putting something out or in, I'd knocked it off the little shelf and it landed in one of my shoes down on the bottom. <laughs> and I couldn't find it for a day. I mean, I was, Debbie can tell you, I mean, I was distraught. I mean, it really upset me. I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic, so this is, this is a lot more important to me than, than maybe some wedding people's wedding band is, but it's very important to me. And I looked, and I was upset. I was mad. I was sad. I was about to cry. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. It was terrible. I was just having one of those days I couldn't find it. Looked all day long, couldn't find it. Looked all the next day and couldn't find it. And I'm just, where have I been? Went through every chair, you know. Got the truck out. I mean, went through the, got a metal detector in the truck. And no, just, I didn't do that. But the truck is metal. Get it? It's here somewhere. I just knew it was. Anyway, so I, I, I'm, I'm looking in my closet and thinking, I wonder if it fell in one of those shoes. Sure enough, I picked up the shoe and there it was. Man, I rejoiced. I was so happy. Man, I, I flew Debbie to Hawaii just for that. <laughs> I didn't, but should have. You know, there are just some things in life that are priceless. 
And it's different for all of us. What's priceless to you might not be priceless to me, right? And that's okay. That's, that's why we're on this planet. We're, we're, we're here to find that which is priceless and not be careless with it, like this woman was careless with her coin. So I've got five things that, that I think are priceless on, on some level for all of us. And I just want to lift those up and encourage us to, to think about it and not be careless with that which is priceless. And the first thing is relationships. Now, there are some relationships that you have with people that, that aren't priceless. And, and that's not to disparage anybody or any relationship you have. There's just some relationships that aren't priceless. You meet people and maybe you work with somebody or whatever. And it's just, it's not a priceless relationship. And that's okay. We, we can't have a priceless relationship with everybody on the planet. You know, seven billion. It's just not possible. None of, none of hours in a day. But there are some, Right? There are some of those little bitty guys, right, that are just priceless, right? Absolutely. And you can spend 24-7 with them, right? It, you know, that's priceless. So that, that would qualify. Am I right, Jackie? <laughs> Absolutely. How was he last weekend? Energetic. <laughs> Energetic. <laughs> How old is he now? Three. Four. Four coming up. Wow. Yes, that's energetic. We've got a three-year-old, too. That's right. So. You know, the Bible tells us uh, in Proverbs 17, 17, it says, a friend loves at all times. And it says in Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12, it says two are better than one. And God has painted a picture for us that there are just some relationships that are priceless. And I think sometimes... Listen now, sometimes we get careless with those relationships. Particularly in a marriage, we can, get, we can get careless. We take that person for granted. Oh, they're always going to be here. We know that's not the case, right? We, we know that's not the case. We know life happens. And it's not the case. And so I want to encourage us that every day, every day uh, in, in, our, in our marriage to look at our husband or a wife and, and think this is priceless what what can I do today to just be special for her or for him so this week I did something for Debbie that I've never done before in 40 years of marriage and three years of dating I've never done this before I've never cooked supper I don't know how to cook I can do breakfast that's not cooking you know anybody can do breakfast right my, my nine-year-old granddaughter can do breakfast. Anybody can do breakfast, right? But I've never cooked a real meal. So I was at, uh, I was at the guy's store across the street over here, standing in line, buying a little part that I needed for something. And in line, there was a, a, a rack, you know, the magazine racks and everything. And there was this magazine rack, and it had a book in it. And I'm looking, I'm staring at it, and it had a picture of some food on it with some meat in it. Melanda had it had meat in it. It had, had protein. Oh, okay. Protein, because you like protein. Okay. And I saw, and it was a skillet, you know, the iron skillet. Well, Debbie has an iron skillet. I don't touch it because it's priceless for her, right? So it's very special. But it said, you can cook anything in a skillet. I'm like, okay, let me look at this. So I bought it, and I took it home. And on page 88, it had a recipe for sausage and cabbage gratin. 
laughing. I don't know what the gratin is, but I'm going to try that. Sounds gratin. So, sounds gratin, doesn't it? So I got the stuff you need. It had a recipe. I got the stuff you need, and I cooked it in that iron skillet. I was so proud of myself. Debbie liked it. She said, you could do this again. <laughs> I cooked it. I cleaned up. I did the whole thing. It was amazing. Stuff was all over the counter, pots and pans and, and cheese. I mean, it was everywhere because you have to grate the cheese. That was so cool, too. That's awesome, man. The stuff just peels off. It's amazing. I just fabulous. We ate the whole thing. I mean, it was just amazing. Cabin and sausage, gratin. You know, that was a little thing that I invested in my marriage because my wife is priceless. Relationships, and that's true of husbands, wives. It's true. Of, it's true. Of, ladies, if you got a best girlfriend, it's true of that. If you got a sister, it's true of that. Guys, if you got a guy friend, it's, it's true of that. Just don't be careless with that, which is priceless in relationships. The second thing is, is your health. I'm gonna go to meddling. I'm gonna go to meddling. Sorry. And, and but if we just cut out refined sugar and drank a little more water, we would all feel better. Filtered water, not, not nasty water, but filtered water. In 1900, the average American ate one pound of sugar a year. Today, the average American eats one pound of sugar a week. And we consume a lot of it in soft drinks. So a 10-ounce soft drink has 10 teaspoons full of sugar. Look it up. Take a teaspoon and eat it 10 times, and, and that's the same fix you'll get from drinking a soft drink. So if you, if you want to protect your health, because your health is priceless, right? You know what it costs when you're not healthy, right? <laughs> that's expensive. Your health is priceless. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything, right? That's a quote from a movie. You caught it. My wife caught it back there. From the movie Princess Bride. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Our health is priceless. There's just there's a few things we can tweak to, to change that. Cutting out refined sugar is one of them. Drinking really good water. Maybe taking a vitamin supplement if you. Maybe eating your vegetables. I mean, I know I've gone to meddling. <laughs> I see heads turning on that one. <laughs> eating your fruits and vegetables is good for you, right? Anyway, it's priceless. Just, just don't be careless. That which is priceless. The third thing is creation. This, this world out here that we get to enjoy. Let's don't be careless with that which is priceless. We've only got one world. And this is, this is not a climate speech. Y'all know me better than that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But there are some things that we can do in our creation. The Bible says in Romans that all creation waits for the sons of, and daughters of God to appear, to show up. And I think part of what that's saying is that creation wants us to take care of it. We are the keepers of creation. When Adam and Eve were put in the garden, God said, take care of this. That's what he told them, take care of this. Advance it. They were supposed to advance the Garden of Eden all around the world to make it beautiful. We've got a lot of concrete and asphalt nowadays, but that doesn't mean in your yard you can't plant some flowers. Or a tree, you know, we... Every time you chop down a tree, a little, a little less oxygen in the atmosphere. You know, the trees are our friends. 
So plant a tree. Plant some flowers. Throw some shrubs in the front yard or the backyard. Do a garden, you know. You don't have to pick it or do it. Just, just plant a garden. Let it grow and watch it. You know, that's all, that's all you want to do. Just do that. Plant a tomato plant. Watch it grow. But we don't need to be careless with what is priceless. You know, there's a, there's a floating debris field in the Pacific Ocean. It's like the size of Connecticut. It's floating out there. And it's, you, you can go online and look this up, and there's plastic jugs, and I mean, it's just all kind of junk. And it's just, you know, several hundred feet deep, as big as a state, just floating out in the water. You know, the, God designed the ocean to be the liver of the earth. It, it filters everything out. But even the ocean can't filter plastic containers. So we can recycle plastic. That's something we can all do. We, we can pick up a piece of trash if we see it. Hey, we can turn the water off when we're brushing our teeth. You know, you do the water and you, and you brush your teeth and you leave the water running. You can turn the water off while you're doing this, scrubbing your teeth, right? And then turn it back on to wash your brush out. Save the little water somewhere. See what I'm saying? So we, we think we got a water leak all of a sudden. Yes, <clears throat> I hear water running. <clears throat> Good ears, Tanya. The fourth thing that I think is priceless for most of us is our reputation. Our reputation. Um, it says in Ecclesiastes <clears throat> 7.1, it says a good name is better than fine perfume. Ladies, this one's for you. A good name is better than fine perfume. But in Proverbs 22.1, guys, this is for you. It says a good name is better than riches. A good name is better than riches. And so I think we need to be careful with our reputation. And today, that can really be chinked, marred on Facebook. Have you noticed what people post on Facebook about themselves and about other people? Let me just encourage you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, be careful what you post on Facebook. Uh, try posting some scriptures. Some of you do that quite often. Heather, thank you. I love that. Post some scriptures. Let's share what we believe in on Facebook. Let's talk what we are happy for and happy about and and in the encouraging words, Tanya, you're real good about putting some encouraging words on there. Let's build people up. It's a great platform to do that. But what people read about that is our reputation, is your reputation. Now, you know all that's been sold to somebody else, right? You read that this past week. Okay. 40 cabillion records. Everybody you've ever talked to or clicked on or liked. Somebody in Germany knows all about it now, you know, somewhere. China, wherever it is. So guard your reputation. Uh, you've only got one reputation. Guard it well. Let's, let's don't be careless with it. And then the fifth thing, and perhaps the most important thing, is our spiritual connection to God. Our spiritual connection to God. Let's don't be careless with that which is priceless. You know, Jesus Christ shed his blood 
He shed his blood. We are bought with a price, the Bible says. Jesus just didn't go down to the ATM machine and take out some money and go back and say, I'm, I'm going to pay for their sins with this, this cash. Uh, I've got some $100 bills here. They should cover it, Dad. No, he hung on a cross and died for us, shed his blood for us, every last drop for us. When we were still without, we were still with our sin. Christ died for us. He died for the ungodly. When we couldn't do a thing for ourselves, he died for us. That's priceless. And I think sometimes as Christians, the longer we are a Christian, sometimes the more we take that for granted, what Jesus did for us. Let's don't take it for granted, what Jesus Christ did for us. I mean, he, he, took the, he took the beating of his life. He's the bravest man ever, the bravest, strongest man ever to live. He took the sin of all the world into himself and said, I'll take all this on me. I've got it. I've got y'all's back. I'll take this. You see, what salvation is, is a covenant, a relationship that we have with Jesus because Jesus has a covenant relationship with the Father. You realize that, right? If we were trying to have a relationship with the Father based on our sin, we would be in trouble because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Scripture says. But Jesus said, I'll have the relationship with the Father. I'll satisfy the Father's need for perfection. I'll satisfy the Father's need that all the laws be met. And the Father said, okay, Jesus, I'll make an agreement with you. That's the new covenant. It's in his blood that he shed for us. We have a relationship with Jesus who covers our sins on a daily basis so that the Father doesn't see that. That's beautiful. That's priceless. You, you can't buy that. You can't pay for that. You can't buy your salvation. It's not of works. It's all about grace. Lest any man should boast and say, well, I, I bought four or five of my sins back from God when you can only buy one of your sins back from God. Aren't you glad it doesn't work that way? That's priceless. And the fact that now we can talk to our Father anytime we want to. We can come boldly before His throne and say, look, I've got this going on in my life. I need your help. And the Father says, so good to hear from you. Let's have a chat. Let's don't be careless with that which is priceless. Let's stay focused. In the midst of the world in turmoil and, and seemingly God doesn't matter to people anymore. Let's, let's make sure that we in this room and even those listening to this podcast, let's make sure that, that we are not careless with that which is priceless. It's an amazing thing we have to be able to talk to the God of all creation and have a conversation with him all day long, any day. Let's do that. So let's don't take these five things for granted. Every day, be thankful to God for that. I'm you know, thankful for my relationships. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for creation. I'm thankful for this reputation that you've allowed me to develop over years. And I'm thankful for the spiritual connection that I have with you. Let's give thanks for that every day. And that just shows that we are not taking it for granted. Giving thanks is one of the best ways you can make sure that you're not taking something for granted. So as we share communion this morning, 
Just remember, it's his body that was broken for us. It's his blood that was shed for us. And we share the communion. We share this meal with him together in thankfulness to what he's done for us. It's, it's, it's a meal. And it's as if Jesus were sitting down with us and we're sharing a meal together. And we're giving thanks to him for all he's done for us. And we tell him, look, I want to make sure that I understand. I'm not going to be careless with what is priceless that you've given me. Think about that when we take communion this morning. Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross, who rose again, who lives in our lives. And we just give you thanks for that, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for being the bravest, strongest, most courageous, most committed man ever to die on the cross for us and take our sins into yourselves. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding of the, us of these things often. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our reminder, being our teacher, being our guide. And so I pray right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now to move in our hearts. And if there's something we need to tweak, something we need to work on in a relationship or in our health or our connection with you, just show it to us and tell us what to do. And we'll be obedient to follow you. So come, Holy Spirit, have your way with us. Come, Holy Spirit, speak to us in ways that we can't even imagine. Work in our lives. Heal us, save us, complete us, direct us, guide us, comfort us, challenge us. Come, Holy Spirit, we, we stand ready to be ministered to by you. For it's in the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, we pray. Amen.